Hello and welcome to the Flying Frisbee podcast with me, Dominic Frisbee, and today's piece is called From Palm Springs to Skid Row, a tale of two Californias. And as always, you can read it, you can listen to it, or you can read and listen at the same time, as many like to do. Los Angeles and California, it felt like a city on the brink as wealth and poverty collide. As the movie industry dies, we ask, is the city headed the way of Detroit? I've been in California, Riverside, LA and Palm Springs for the last month helping out with a family issue over there, and I wanted to share a couple of thoughts I had about the Golden State, where there are two very different realities. My first wake-up call was in the supermarket, Stater Brothers. Just how expensive has the US become? especially for a European with weak currency. I used to think America was cheap. You think food prices in the UK are bad? I'd say they're twice as expensive in California, if not more. $4.99 for four large onions, and they weren't even organic onions. Fruit, veg, fish, meat, name your staple. The US ain't cheap anymore. Obviously, exchange rates are a factor, and the pound at $1.27 is not exactly strong if one thinks back to the heady days north of two bucks. But currency aside, ordinary living is getting very expensive for our transatlantic cousins. Houses are no longer cheap either, for what it's worth. Fuel, on the other hand, is around $4.80 a gallon, which works out at about a dollar a litre, compared to £1.45, £1.50 a litre over here. All in all, a bit more than half the price it is here. Americans are still complaining about it, though. For them, that's expensive. Gosh, I enjoyed living under US weights and measures, or as they call them, English weights and measures. They're so much more intuitive than metric. More on that here if you want to see my lecture on the subject, and there's a link in the article. Second-hand cars also seem cheap, by the way, though my finger is not really on the pulse. I was just strolling around the classic car shops in Palm Springs where you can pick up a Rolls-Royce Corniche in attractive beige. I didn't realise there was such a thing. For 50 grand, that felt to me like less than you would pay here. Also, in Palm Springs, people will tell you how nice your car is. Here, they'll just nick it. The roads, by the way, are very crowded indeed, and boy, are freeways manic. Palm Springs was like a dreamland, sheltered from the cruel realities that are inflicting the rest of the world. The news feels a long way away. But there was a very different story in LA, 90 minutes up the road. My kids wanted to see Skid Row, where many drug addicts and homeless have taken root. So we drove around there for a bit. Even in a car with the locks on, I did not feel comfortable at all with the car halted at traffic lights. I once had a run-in with a group of homeless people on a freezing winter's day in Hillbrow, Johannesburg, an experience I will never forget, and a story for another day. And Skid Row reminded me of that. Later, a lift driver told us Skid Row is by no means as bad as it gets. Places like Watts and Compton are too dangerous to even drive through. Skid Row borders on downtown LA, and at the turn of a corner, you suddenly see all kempt streets and offices. The juxtaposition is stark. From there, we went to the Walk of Fame for a stroll, 
where within a few minutes of getting out of the car, we were almost knocked over by a huge, and I mean heavyweight world champion six foot eight basketball player huge, homeless black man with a very loud voice running down the street screaming platitudes at a much smaller, richly dressed and armed black man who was chasing him, yelling at him to never be seen round here again. This was all in the first hour. My younger daughter, aged 19, turned to me and said she'd never felt so unsafe in any city anywhere, ever. She had a point. The drug-addicted homeless seemed to be everywhere. Surely the sheer weight of numbers means something. In Venice, we watched a Latino man with a T-shirt stolen from TJ Maxx spend ten minutes attempting to scan the barcode from the label of the T-shirt onto the button at a pedestrian crossing, while the machine repeatedly told him to wait. Finally, exasperated, he threw his hands in the air and walked straight out into the road to be hit by a passing car, unfortunately not injured. The following day, we visited Rodeo Drive, or Rodeo Drive, why they call it Rodeo Drive, I don't know, in Beverly Hills. It is so wealthy, clean and curated, it is verging on the make-believe. There, you're abnormal if you haven't had cosmetic surgery of some kind. Was ever there such a fairyland of a place? I don't think I've ever seen such extreme poverty and wealth so immediately juxtaposed as in LA. Something ain't right, as the saying goes, and I dare say something's going to give. It was probably my imagination, projecting fears and biases, but at times it felt like we were just a couple of short steps away from breakdown, a city on the brink. My general theory, or rather Alex McCarran's theory, which I've adopted, of the South Africanization of everything, applies here too. The following day, we hung out in West Hollywood and Silvertown, where I should say things felt more normal, whatever that means. I really liked the vibe. Best of all, I liked the canals around Venice. They are just glorious, almost as nice as the River Thames upstream. As for LA's future, well, the city was built on the movie industry. Who watches movies anymore? I've been to the cinema once since Covid. I used to go all the time. My kids don't go either. Most of their viewing time is on their phones, and of that, the moving picture allocation goes on YouTube and TikTok. I know, I know. Films are for boomers, but even my mum hardly watches any now. Perhaps then LA goes the way of another city that lost its main industry, Detroit. It's not impossible, I suppose. On the other hand, there is so much capital in LA, it seems unlikely. South Africanization, as I say, is the most likely. In any case, LA is a city that is not working for a lot of people, even if it is for a few. I would not be in a rush to invest capital there, unless it's in some kind of security company. On a happier note, here for your entertainment is a photo of the kids and me on a hike in the mountains around Palm Springs. I don't normally post pics of the fam online, but I liked this one. Those wind turbines in the background, by the way, are a blot on the landscape and in the three weeks I was there, hardly turned. Thanks very much for listening. Please give us nice ratings and reviews on your podcast app and please come and see me live on tour in the spring. Until next time, goodbye.